Welcome to a special fun-filled big game edition of Second City Sports. We're live and live in color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and the for me in the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Chicago app today, wherever you get your apps. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast at War on Anchor. We're available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, that's War on Anchor on all podcast platforms. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions during our tour hour extravaganza we call a sports talk radio show, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But you decide to troll and or do something stupid, I give Lakina full power to give you fools the beer land beer boot. Bye-bye. I love when she says that. <laughs> but before we begin, we must remind you, especially during this Weekend that you can catch Sports Chicago, Sports Zone Chicago now on Roku TV. That's right, celebrate with the squad, get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you have a Roku television, just tap on the sports folder and download Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku television, that's okay. We know you have a bunch of handheld devices laying around iPad, iPhone, iTouch, your personal PC like Lakina's user right now, or your Chromebook like I'm using right now. Just download the Roku TV app and access Sports Zone Chicago through that avenue. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and get with the program. Sports Zone Chicago is now on Roku TV, available for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Anywhere, wherever you want. Also, too, if you want to... uh... You know, check us out, whether it's at, you know, three in the morning or, you know, while you're at lunch, you know, as in right now, as we speak, you know, this is lunchtime here in Chicago and the Midwest. So, yeah, you can definitely do that. we got a great show for you guys lined up today. We'll, we'll talk, you know, Bulls and the NBA trade de- deadline. And- College, who's, of course, going to have our NFL uh, Super Bowl power hours or uh, KSRB is Chris and she'll join us later. So we're gonna have you know, game, you know, keys to the game, prop bets, and all that stuff. So, but first, uh, you know, as Lakina getting her uh, audio issues together. Uh, we'll start off talking NBA basketball. The Chicago Bulls dropped their record to 26 and 29 after losing to the Brooklyn Nets last night by the score of 116 to 105 in front of a national television audience. DeMar DeRozan uh, had 14 points. He struggled shooting the ball from the field. He was only 5 of 13 for 14 points. Zach Levine carried the day for the Bulls, scoring 38 points, including 16 of 25 shooting. And Io DeSumo has six points and two rebounds. He struggled shooting from 
from the field. Nikolai Vucevic was in foul trouble. He had 15.17 rebounds. Lakina, uh, we'll get into the trade uh, deadline, their inactivity in just a moment, but just getting this point out of the way from last night's game. Uh, the Bulls, I don't know about you, but it looks like they went through the motions through the first three quarters. They decided to wake up in the, in the fourth. Brooklyn, yes, there was some pressure on them because this was their first game without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving since both of them were traded away within 48 hours of each other the last couple of days. But it seemed to me that the Brooklyn Nets wanted them more and the Bulls walked around like uh, we can turn the switch on and off to beat this team without their two big superstars no longer on the team. You cannot win this way uh, in this league. It, we, we all talked about what happened last year with the scene bad against the good teams, great against the uh, great against the bad teams, horrible against the good teams. The opposite has happened this year. But, you know, the way the Bulls have been playing, they cannot afford to sleep out, walk against anyone. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Uh, I don't know yeah. what happened there, but yeah, I think that was a little bit uh, crazy. But yeah, well, it, it didn't help that they were five for 26 from three point range. They didn't hit their first three till like like eight minutes and left in the uh, in the third. So that's not going to help you. And uh, yeah, the whole you know switch going on and off thing. And you know it just kind of felt like they sort of seemed like very lackadaisical mm -hmm. and, and such. I mean, uh, you know Zach had thirty eight points. You know, Vooch, you know, even though it was by being a foul trouble, had a double double. And you know DeRozan struggled. He had his struggles. He was only five for, for thirteen from the field. It, it just seemed like you know it was kind of like they were sleepwalking. They thought that maybe you know especially when they were up by five. Like about uh, like three minutes left, you thought, okay, now the Bulls have gotten control of this game. That turned out not to be the case. So, you know, Dim Witty, you know, a former Bull, you'll know, hit a couple of big shots. And, uh, you know, Cam Thomas is still doing, doing very well. We'll get to him in a second. He scored uh, 20, uh, 20 points. So he's turned to the Bulls. Only 20? Like, that was normal. <laughs> I know. I was like, yeah, the last couple That's of games. That's not normal, I should say. Yeah, we'll say we'll get to that in a second. We got Joe Harris at uh, 18 off the bench. So, yeah. So it just seems like the, the Nets won and more than the Bulls did. It seems like all the all the rumors and such, you know, we'll get to that in, in a minute. But it just kind of felt like, you know, they were just sort of, you know, going through the motions, being very lax and not a not a good showing. You know, just, you know, they've had some bad losses. This is probably the, the probably the worst, I would think. Yeah, you can go down the road, Lakina. We talked about it all season long with the bad losses that this Bulls team has had. The, the, the loss in OKC, San Antonio, the Washington Wizards twice, Cleveland in overtime. Uh, the, the, at the uh, beginning of the calendar year uh, when Donovan Mitchell dropped 70 on them in overtime. Can we go down to this, please? <laughs> uh, the New York Knicks being swept, I want to say, uh, the two games in December. So we can go <laughs> we can go down the list uh, of them not showing up against bad bad teams. But uh, you got to know your personnel and know uh, the, uh, mm -hmm. your chemistry uh, from your players at this point, Lakina. I know Billy Donovan's starting to take heat from, from many fans and a few me media members now, too, starting to give him some heat. But I don't know if you read, Lakina, and I've been listening to Sports Talk Radio uh, locally these last couple of days, uh, very closely, especially around the trade deadline. We'll get to the inactivity in just a moment. But I want to focus in on the Zach Levine story. Remember that quote-unquote alleged fight that happened? Uh, in the locker room following that bad loss at Minnesota, which is another bad loss, by the way, back in December. Of course, the Bulls turned it around but after that. But uh, it was an, a heated exchange between Zach Levine and, and many of the players on, on the team. And remember, before then, he had a problem with head coach Billy Donovan. And he was benched for a couple of games. And he was saying that everything was cool and all that. But deep down, uh, he didn't like being benched. And, uh, you know, we all have egos here, but – it seems like his has gotten too big, especially after 
uh, signing that $215 million contract over the summer. But whether you like it or not, pressure is on you to perform and to be a leader of this team. And he hasn't done that. He, he hasn't matured. I'm not saying people cannot mature later on in life. We all do not grow and mature at the same rate as others do. But to me, Lakina, I'm not going to sit here and say that 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 Zach Levine is a cancer, but you you start to read and hear stories that the team is behind Billy Donovan and Zach Levine's on the other side. That, that that's a great cause for the d- division, and that's going to and, and that and th- that's going to be bad for your team. And it's going to be very important how the Bulls finish this season, uh, despite all these distractions. I mean, the the trade the trade rumors and such. I mean, so you know, the, the pieces that you know, the trade that was allegedly you know they were you know, them the Knicks. I'm talking about the Bulls mm-hmm. and the Knicks were trying to you know, it, it just. The, you weren't going to get good value uh, from him. I mean, you know, I know Evan Fourier, I know Derrick Rose's name. I think Obi Toppin was another name. And I think like three or like two or three first round picks and, and such. It just, the, the, the trade just sounded really absurd for it to be true. And it, and it wasn't, I mean, the, you know, as for the whole thing, I know the, I know uh, David Kaplan said on uh, his show with Kappa J, uh, Jonathan Hood that, you know, that, that he had heard, you know, who, 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 who was this person? I don't know. I mean, like I said, you know, someone at the UC or was it one of the concession people, the janitor, you know, at the locker room was saying something to me. I, I, I like to know who, who these sources are, but you know, whatever. But uh, I mean, like, is there a little bit of division? I'm sure there is, but look, they're not winning. They're, they're underachieving. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why this is even becoming an issue because they're 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 still there are three three games under five hundred as of recording this. That's the only reason why this is becoming a problem. If this was still happening and they were like twenty nine and twenty six or like maybe had a better record, it wouldn't even be an issue. But now that since you know they've underachieved, they're three games three games under, it's a big issue. Look, this is look, I think the 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 the, the all star break can't come fast enough for the Bulls. They can kind of mm-hmm. reset, you know, recharge and such. So. Like I've been avoiding sports radio lately because honestly, <laughs> it, it's just like I, I no y'all are not you guys are y'all talk about you know, and Barkley was brought up again you know Barkley said well blow it up blow it up during the the halftime of that TNT because they were on TNT the Bulls and the Nets mm-hmm. were on TNT yesterday there was no local uh coverage not on the TV side anyway uh well uh Charles uh you said the Warriors were done last year don't so don't say I haven't forgotten I know some folks have but I haven't so. You can sit down over there, uh, my friend. But uh, yeah, so yeah, it's just like, you know what? No, I, I don't like, you know, hopefully they'll figure it out. And look, I'm not, I mean, all these people that say, well, look, we all blow it up, blow it up. Okay, you want, okay, you want to be where, where Orlando, Orlando is right now? They blew it up like multiple times in the last 15 years and they're still stuck, you know, where they are. So you're not gonna, you guys are not gonna be uh, patient with the rebuild. You're not. So, you know, the trade you got the uh, the buyout markets out there. We'll talk about that after the break. But uh, yeah, I just don't want to talk about this anymore. So you listen to the second season sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, with you now. As far as you know, the you know, the, the, the 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 team itself. I mean, like I think they need to figure out something. Like I said, the we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll we'll talk about the, some of the various big names that are on the buyout market right now that the Bulls could use. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just like I don't want to talk about them anymore. I mean, that they don't. I don't have the energy and such. And plus, there are better, you know, bigger, better uh, things going on right now in the NBA. So let's go backwards here. Now, of course, we'll talk about that stream. Well, I will talk. We'll, let's even talk about the trades first too, because I, I feel like this is sort of like what they. Of course, the trade deadline was yesterday. And probably the one, the probably the biggest trade was, and probably unexpected was the KD to the to, uh, to the Suns trade. So that kind of came out of nowhere, especially after I know there were some people said, "Was well, isn't there a rule that says that you know that you know injured players can't be traded?" I think they, they I think they got, got they got rid of that rule years ago. So that's why mm-hmm. all that you know we're, we're seeing like some of these guys, some of these guys are a little bit banged up. But yeah, how do you think the K, KD is going to fit for the Suns? Because 
know, D books back, you know, thank goodness he can't come, couldn't come soon enough. And now this KD trade couldn't have come, uh, you know, quick enough for them. Yeah, he has a, a additional scoring to that already a very good Suns team when healthy. Of course, we saw what Devin Booker did last year for the, for the Suns. He was playing at almost that MVP-type basketball until the playoffs where he got hurt and it, it affected them. They got past New Orleans, but it cost his injury cost them against Dallas. One of the factors that, that cost them in that series against Dallas last year in that second round. So it Kevin Durant takes pressure off of Devin Booker. And let's see what Chris Paul does. He, he's, he's been injured more this year than he was last year. And if you get a healthy Chris Paul – uh, down the stretch and towards the playoffs, uh, that's going to help the, that team out much more. But as far as Durant is concerned, he's going to help out Phoenix that much more. He's going to have he's going to be that guy to go get a basket uh, in the last uh, in the last crucial minutes of the game. He likes that pressure. He's hitting big shots before throughout his career, and that's going to free up Devin Booker. And so that pressure is not going to be so much on him. It's going to free Booker up to uh, be more of a scoring threat because Kevin Durant always always commands a double or triple team. And that's yep. going to free a booger that much more, and it's going to be it's going to be up to Chris Paul to be that much of a difference maker as far as uh, being a playmaker is concerned. You know, and to carry yeah. that second, third tier uh, load of scoring. Yeah, absolutely. And here's what uh, the Suns get: they get Durant, they get uh, T.J. Warren, who returns to the Suns. Of course, he spent the last, the first uh, few years of his career there. They get Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Juan Pablo Valet, who is on their uh, their G League roster. Three, they got uh three, like four first round picks, you know, a second round pick, uh, a 2029 first round pick from Phoenix. You know, one of those uh, second round pick comes from Milwaukee. That's what the Nets get. And uh, the 2029 second round pick that they get from uh Milwaukee. So, uh, yeah, a lot of st- it was actually a 14 deal. I mean, the Bucks get Jay Crowder uh and and and, and such so they're in the you know the pacers get george hill serge Ibaka, of course who got who was over these jordan nora and uh three future second round picks and cash considerations uh from brooklyn so a lot of pieces were moved you know d- uh, during that and uh i feel like all four of these teams you know got you know what they wanted so i'm, I'm thinking like what did you think about like some of the other th- stuff i mean of course you got kd you know, and the you know they get the scoring and such a solid utility guy off the uh, the bench, you know, for uh, T.J. Warren. Of course, like I said, he played there. The busket, Jay Crowder, a solid, uh, you mm-hmm. know, six seven guy off the bench. You know, the next he's going to help them, especially he's going to be that third scorer next to Chris Middleton. And heaven yep. forbid that Chris Middleton gets hurt again, Jay Crowder can step into that role and to become uh, the Robin to Giannis Antetokounmpo's Batman. Rich and plus, he's in- a good, very good defender too, especially in the he- perimeter. Yeah, Bridge could be a guy off the bench too. So yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, pieces here, and I think that there's this this sense of yeah, maybe they can kind of work with something uh, here. The Pacers get a couple of veteran guys. Of course, Hill goes back to Indiana. Of course, he played there a few uh, for a few years. So uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on here too. So like a lot of pieces here. They go, a lot of the other things are benefiting from that. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, talk about the Clippers. Their additions yesterday. They mm-hmm. get Eric Gordon back from the Houston Rockets yep. in exchange for John Wall. I know John Wall, I thought he was going to be an important piece to them uh, coming into the season, but he's been injured off and on, and so uh, he's uh, he, he was uh, of no use. And they also shipped out uh, Luke Kennard, but they yep. get back uh, Mason Plumlee is to bolster up their front line. And uh, they, I thought they was going to uh, keep Reggie Jackson, but they traded him for in exchange for mm-hmm. Mason Plumlee, and they trade with, with Charlotte. But uh, speaking of the buyout, and we'll get to this on the flip side of this break, but – I think that move with Reggie Jackson shipping him off to the Hornets, I think it could make a big splash to go get Russell Westbrook off the buyer's market. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that could be, and that's like I said, we'll go through some of uh, the stuff. Wall's also a name that could be his. And they heard Danny Green as well. I think he's going to be another guy that's going to be in the in the buyout market too. I know we're up against it. We're way past against it. But there, uh, there was a uh, fourteen trade. You know, of course, uh, Jalen McDaniels. You know, he goes to to uh, the Philadelphia. Uh, Cam Reddish, uh, Matias Theobald, and uh, Ar- uh, Ryan Ryan Diacono and a uh, pick for this uh, first round pick. You know, they go to to uh, the Blazers. I think Reddish could be a, a great, you know, extra guy for and for me. Simmons, of course, you know, Damian Lillard, and the Knicks get Josh Hart. Of course, a little bit of a re- kind of a Villanova reunion, if you will. Uh, he mm-hmm. and uh, um, Jalen Brunson uh, were part of that team that won a national championship a few years ago. So yeah, nice sort of a solid, you know, pieces here for everyone involved. And shout out to the to the Golden State Warriors bringing back Gary Payton the second. Of course, yeah. they lost lost him in free agency. He got a bigger contract with Portland, but. Uh, they, he was sent back to the Warriors in exchange for, I believe, three second-round picks. Yep. So the Warriors, uh, we thought they were going to be they going to be in a conversation for a bigger name star, especially with the injury to Steph Curry. But remember, we talked about him last year again, especially doing those couple of games of the finals. Gary Payne, the second, was very good with that energy defensively coming off the bench. Absolutely, and of course, you know they get uh, the Pistons get James Wiseman, and then the Blazers get Kevin Knox and Sadiq Bay. He goes to the Blazers, so a lot of um, you know good you know trades. You know, Bruno Fernandez he goes to Atlanta. Justin Holiday goes to um, Houston. Uh, Thomas Bryant he goes to uh, the Nuggets in a three team, four team trade to say with the Lakers. Lakers get Mo Bamba and Devin Reed. Uh, Bones Highland, you know, they get extra, uh, the Clippers get extra utility, uh, guy, and the Magic get, uh, Pat Beverly. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> he should be on the buyer's market because He'll I probably be on the I, buyer's market. Yeah. yeah, I cannot see him playing one minute for Orlando. I, I don't, I don't see that happening, right? Absolutely. And of course, the Lakers, of course, you know, they trade uh, Russell Westbrook, the Lakers, they get uh, D'Angelo Russell, Malik, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. T Wolves get uh, Mike Conley, uh, Nikolai Alexander Walker, and uh, three first, three, three second round picks in the next couple of years through uh, both teams. And the Jazz get, uh, of course, Westbrook, uh, Damian Jones, who is uh, on their uh, uh, their uh, G League, and uh, Juan Toscano Anderson at a 2027 first round pick. And uh, I know you, I know you're now a uh, uh, Utah Jazz fan, or buddy Lamadio just mentioned it on the <laughs> thing, but uh, I can't see a uh, Westbrook you know, playing for Utah. I don't think it's that's happening. No, that's not happening. And uh, he's going to become my prediction he's going to become uh, excuse me especially he's going to become property of the los angeles clippers especially they trade away john wall and reggie jackson away yesterday so if, if Westbrook doesn't sign uh, with the clippers uh, uh i'll be shaking my head i know some bulls fans are, are saying oh well, did you go get Westbrook? he's not coming here uh, he's going to decide where his best fits needs are in terms of winning the title it's not here <laughs> we'll hold that thought say we're having you okay. we're gonna take a really quick break of course we'll talk you know, a little bit more about that buyout market you know the bulls my couple of guys could, could definitely uh help the, the bulls no doubt and of course lebron breaks the scoring record we'll talk about that and also to uh yeah some college hoops as well a lot happened uh this week in college too. so busy 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 uh show of course we'll do our uh super bowl power hour at the at the top so Yo, don't worry. We have not forgotten about that big game. So, uh, the Kingdom of East, Sydney Brown, second season, sports on Sports on Chicago. More hoops talk coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. 
these scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things, none of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. Looking for James. He's got it. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. That clip is courtesy of TNT and NBA Entertainment. Welcome back to the, the big game edition of Second City Sports on a Friday. I'm Sid the Kid. That's me. That's Makina McGee. That is she. 
You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. S-I-D-K-I-D-8-0. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. We have 80 minutes or so left in this extravagance. We call it Sports Talk Radio Show. If you have any questions or comments for us during our NBA College Basketball Power Hour, if you have a comment about the Bulls or, the, or LeBron James or the NBA at large, you can hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get the up on the screen for you. And just a reminder that you can also catch Sports on Chicago on Roku TV. Lakina, uh, we just uh, saw that clip of LeBron James breaking the all-time NBA scoring career record that was once previously held by the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And the Lakers lost the game to the Golden State Warriors, the Oklahoma City Thunder, 133 to, one, uh, to 130 on Tuesday. Uh, congratulations to LeBron James. Uh, no one thought that the record with Kareem was ever going to be broken. Of course, Kareem broke the record against the Utah Jazz in Las Vegas back in 1984. LeBron James was born a few months later. Right now, Lakina, I don't think it's a stretch to say this, but Whoever's going to break that record by LeBron James, assuming that he stays healthy the next two or three years, he's going to have over 40,000 career points. Whoever's going to break that record hasn't been even been born yet. And so LeBron James' record, I think it's going to outlast uh, the time that Kareem's record has been, that, that was, he had held that record. But yeah. uh, and, and here's another thing, and I'll kick it back to you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get on your bad side as far as annoyance. I know that we have a younger generation that listens to our program. They didn't see Michael Jordan play. I respect that. You saw Kobe Bryant. They saw LeBron James play. Some people say Kobe's their Jordan, which I don't have a problem with. Some people say LeBron James was their version of Michael Jordan. I don't have a problem with that item either. But can we stop saying that, uh, especially people our age and older, people have a right to their opinions. Uh, I don't care. But come at me with some logic, please, instead of your feelings. LeBron James is not better than Michael Jordan overall. I'm not saying Michael Jordan was a perfect player or anything like that, uh, like a mythical figure, but just because LeBron James brought that record the other night doesn't mean that he's better than Michael Jordan. Stop it, please. Stop it. The whole thing is just seemed a little silly to me. And I think you know, we're, yeah. we're going, we're not, we're not going through this whole, you know, is MJ better than LeBron and vice versa. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that. And look, all, all those guys were better for their own eras. I mean, Kareem was good for his era. Of course, he and Wilt, you know, they all came about the same time. You know, I think, you know, Wilt had a few years on him. You know, Jordan came along, you know, with Magic and Bird, among others. Mm-hmm. And then you have LeBron, you know, with Steph and KD and, you know, among those others. So, it look, we're not going to do this whole – because no one's going to – look, everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's right. I'm not going to go through this whole conversation about mm-hmm. who's better, you know, LeBron or Jordan. I'm not going to do that because they're both they're both great, okay? They're both all-time mm-hmm. greats. I'm not going to say who's better. No. Y'all want to have the conversation? Have at it. Don't. I'm not going to be in the middle of it. So if y'all want to, you know, argue, argue <laughs> until you're blue in the face, I don't care. But look, I know I I can recognize greatness when I say it in LeBron. Look, that record that Kareem had held for like 38 years, 10 months, and two days. That's how long it's been. And LeBron himself just turned 38 a, a couple of months ago. So mm-hmm. he didn't just he didn't only his 14th, 110th career game. Kareem, you know, did it at 42 and you know his 1560th career game. So again. Different eras, different parts. You know, LeBron played longer. He didn't. He didn't play in uh, in college. He didn't go to college. He skipped. You know, college went right into the NBA. So, look, different eras for everything else, and such. So, not only did LeBron uh, pass that, but also you know, career, career, you know, career points and um, 
you know, consecutive games with 10 over 10 plus points and most seasons with a thousand points. Of course, that's how he was able to be able to get past it right away. I mean, look, would have been better if they had won the game. It would have been icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been great. But, you know, excuse me, it is what it is there. But like, I know some people were saying that, oh, why did they stop the game? And, you know, why did they do that? And I don't, you know, this, you know, this just so crazy. But, <laughs> I, I it, you know, look, that was going to be the plan. I think the, I think the only session was that, it was only going to be like what two, you know, it was like less than a minute left, and you know, the deficit with six points in overtime. And mm-hmm. everything after that was fair game. So I think folks are, you know, I think we're a little bit out of the skis there. But look, I mean, let's let's recognize LeBron for what he, you know, what he's accomplished. It can still accomplish too. He can still, you know, we know he's going to play. You know, can they keep playing until his, you know, health uh, lets as long as his health lets him in a. Let's just appreciate, you know, what 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 the what he has done. Now look, I know there are going to be a lot of LeBron haters and such. So. You know, it, it you know it is what it is there, but you know I think I know greatness when I see it, and LeBron is one is an all time great. Speaking of some minor controversy, I'm using air quotes for those listening back on the podcast uh, replay. Did you hear that uh, about the many Lakers fans being mad at Anthony Davis not being one of the first right. people to congratulate I saw, I saw LeBron? That. They made a yeah, I read the quote and he said that he was locked in because the game was more important, and which I get, and he did congratulate him in the locker room after the game, but. I'm sorry. I, I don't need my superstars to put on a quote unquote clown show. Okay. Right. Exactly. This is so, me. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, look, he, he gave LeBron his parts, his props. I mean, look, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the thunder, they were, yeah, I know they were playing against the thunder, but they were all sitting there like, you know, I didn't yeah. know anybody <laughs> about them, you know, all, all of them sitting there. They could have, you know, jumped up. They could have like clapped and such. I mean, you know, I know the game was more important to them, but look, you're with you're, look, you guys, none of y'all were born yet when a Korean broke the record, so you could have could have stood up a little bit there. I didn't hear like one person say that, so I, I think you know people need to kind of just you know stop picking and choosing when to be pissed about. I mean, look, you know, Le, you know, AD gave Real LeBron his props, so look, I'm sure would they have liked to have won the game? I'm sure they would have, but it is what it is. It, it's just I think the people who are arguing, well, who's sitting or who look. Look, Phil Knight was sitting. <laughs> he was the only one sitting. They had a clip of him. Everybody <laughs> had their camera phones. I didn't hear nobody make up a complaint about that. So I know I saw the snapshot with you know MJ's last shot on NBA. Well, it should have been his last shot in the NBA Finals against the Jazz in '98. You know mm-hmm. there were nobody had their phones. You know there were no look, there were no cell phones. Well, Thank not a you. lot of cell Thank phones. Thank you. <laughs> so, but you know to people trying to compare the two uh, pictures is just silly. But but and the same guy did take the picture. So I got to look up his name. But yeah. But that was actually really cool. But, yeah, I mean, let, let's just, you know, appreciate the moment for what it was. Stop trying to uh, nitpick and trying to micro, you know, manage everything else. It's just silly. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to ask you, Lakina, and this goes way beyond the, the LeBron James moment from the other night, especially in the social media age that we live in. Do we as fans appreciate these moments? I know we want to catch them on our phones, and I'm guilty of it uh, to an extent. I'm, I'm doing it really for uh, our our jobs and we, what we do here as far as sports mm-hmm. talk is concerned. But do we take things for granted, uh, you know, especially what we carry our cell phones in our hand? We don't truly appreciate it because because we're of the generation Lakina that uh, we didn't have any cell phones. And we, mm-hmm. you know, we had Polaroid picture. Shout out Outcast. But we had, mm-hmm. the, uh, we had the portable Polaroid. cameras. We had the uh, Polaroid pictures and we took pictures. But we didn't sit there searching for something. We appreciated right. for what it was. You had to pay attention. And I think that's gone now. I know the younger generation has grown up with this. So that they didn't live in a world like we did that we truly had to uh, appreciate and force to pay attention to things. 
Right, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, look, it, I think I know they appreciate the moment. I guess they want to say, show folks that, you know, look, I mean, I was there when LeBron broke the scoring <laughs> record and such. So this this is definitely one of those remember where you were when moments. So, yeah, I didn't mind the whole the, the camera phones. I mean, it, look, I saw some older folks with camera phones, so it wasn't just the younger people. So I, I think it's just a little silly to kind of just pick on the younger folks. Now, let, let's go into uh, some other uh, NBA stuff that happened uh, over the uh, weekend. We'll get into the buyout market stuff in just a second. What caught your attention this uh, this weekend in NBA besides? Uh, yeah, the Orlando, not the Orlando Magic, the Atlanta Hawks uh, keep winning. I know they lost the other night to the New Orleans Pelicans on Tuesday, but they've been playing good ball. But I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to need Trey Young down the stretch because they will, but uh, they keep rolling, and, and I don't want to go back to the Bulls, but that's one of the many teams the Bulls had to chase down if they want to make it in, in the play-in tournament. Uh, the Knicks the Knicks keep rolling, and I think they're a little bit better than we all thought coming to the season. Uh, they they, they over-exceeded my expectations. Uh, they get Julius Randle to the All-Star game. Jalen Brunson is a borderline All-Star. We'll mm-hmm. see if he gets in, if anybody gets injured between now and next week. So those two teams, the New York Knicks and Atlanta Hawks, have caught my eye. And with all these trades that they're being made, well, who's who's gonna who's really gonna take off? I know most people say the Dallas Mavericks. I watched their game, some of it anyway, the other night uh, as Kyrie Irving made his debut at Los Angeles against the Clippers. Uh, he looked good. I know Luka Doncic didn't play, but once they get the Doncic back healthy, as we said on our last show on Monday, uh, it takes the pressure off of Luka Doncic. I know both him and Kyrie are both ball handlers, but if Kyrie can take some of that scoring load off of Luka. Uh, that's going to help the Dallas Mavericks team that much more. But who's going to be the third scorer for Dallas? I'll ask that again. Will it be Tim Hardaway Jr.? Will it be somebody else? Uh, somebody else outside uh, Kyrie going to have to step up to have out Luka in the scoring department. And we'll see if you know, things though, the honeymoon will be over with, too. I, like I said, I give it a month. So I know that was a nice one <laughs> Dallas against the Clippers. But uh, look, I'm, I'm waiting for the other shooter drop there. So uh, we'll see. Uh, what happens uh, there? Of course, not a not a, a great week for the Lakers. I mean, they lose to uh, lose to OKC. They also lost to uh, the Bucks last night. So that you know, you wonder like you can't wait till some of those guys, you know, Russell, you know, come back and, and such. You know, we'll see. You know mm-hmm. how all these kind of mesh uh, there. Uh, Phoenix got their first win, and Devin Booker uh, is back. Yay! I mean, <laughs> you can't come soon enough for uh, uh, for them. But uh, you know, Aiden had thirty five points, which was uh, a season high for him. Uh, book, you know, you know, had had ten points, only played twenty six minutes. So I'm sure they're gonna, you know, slowly kind of, you know, get him back. He probably won't uh, see a full uh, game of him until probably after the All Star break. But you know, a nice win, you know, by by Phoenix, you know, so that they did, uh, what did they really need it desperately? Yeah, and going back to Wednesday's game, uh, the Boston Celtics beat the Philadelphia 76ers one hundred six to ninety nine in front of a national television audience. Boston Garden, uh, formerly known as Boston Garden, the new Boston Garden. Uh, Joel Embiid led Philadelphia 28 points. Derek White led Boston with 18 points. Jason Tatum struggled. One of the few bad games he's had this season. He only had 12 points for the Boston Celtics, uh, shooting shooting 5 for 15, including 1 to 5 from three-point range. But uh, the Celtics uh, get a big win, even though one of their uh, top players didn't have a big night. 
Well, I think that's what you want to of your boss. So I think this is a good one for Boston and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Philly, unfortunately, oh, they could just couldn't hit the shots late when they had to. So that mm-hmm. was probably one of the reasons why, uh, they, uh, lost that game, uh, 146, uh, 112, uh, uh, Denver beat Minnesota. Michael Porter G had 30 points, uh, leading the way there on Tuesday, uh, in, in that game. And going back to Monday, the Clippers got a nice win against the Nets, 124, 116. And, uh, Dallas had a, a, a solid, uh, showing there, of course, in, uh, Kyrie's first, well, that, I don't think that was Kyrie's first game, but yeah, 124, no. 111. Uh, there, so uh, you know, Luca still nursing that heel injury. We'll get to that uh, update on him in a second. But you know, Golden State uh, beat uh, OKC uh, pretty easily. Cleveland, who didn't make any trades, by the way, uh, one fourteen ninety uh, ninety one over Washington. I still think they need a kind of like the extra utility, extra shooter off the bench. Just saying. So we'll see if they can get that in the in the buyout market. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's basically like your top uh, uh, games in the NBA. Yep, and the Sacramento Kings beat the Houston Rockets uh, on Monday, 140-120. to The Sacramento Kings get back on track, and they're right in the middle of that pack of the Western Conference. So, and Mike Brown's like mentioned during, throughout the season on the show, he's one of the top three candidates for head coach of the year. Who thought? Who would have thunk it that Sacramento would be in the middle of the pack at, at the number three and the number four spot in the Western Conference? Yeah, they also edge out Houston on Wednesday. Uh, look, I'm not repeating myself. They actually did have – they actually did play back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Back. 13128 there. So uh yeah. So a nice job by Sacramento. I know they got they had a couple of pretty solid trades, a little trade, and we'll see if they can keep it up. But uh yeah, let's go into uh this weekend's game sit real quick because I want to talk about the buyout market uh, real fast. Mm-hmm. Starting tonight, Friday, you got uh San Antonio and Detroit, a, a big schedule here. Uh San Antonio, Detroit at six, uh Phoenix versus in uh, Indiana at six. Um, the Knicks at Philadelphia at six o'clock. That yeah, should be a fun one. Um you know, Charlotte and Boston, I guess they want to uh, show uh, Pablo Panchero. I think that's probably the reason why uh, this game is uh, the first game, the ESPN Friday night uh, doubleheader. Utah and Toronto and Houston and Miami at 7. Yeah, right now tonight's schedule, we'll, we'll have Minnesota and Memphis at 7 o'clock. Uh, the second half of the ESPN doubleheader tonight will feature Cleveland at New Orleans. Also at 9 o'clock, we'll have OKC at Portland as uh, the Trailblazers will host the Thunder. This will be a good one. I'll be tuning this, to this game later on tonight. Mm-hmm. The, the Dallas Mavericks at the Sacramento Kings at 9 o'clock. Wrapping up the Friday night schedule at 9.30. Milwaukee and Los Angeles as they as the Milwaukee Bucks uh, finish their uh, back-to-back days in L.A. This time they'll face the Clippers. That should be a good one as well. Uh, a lot of fun there. We'll be, definitely be watching that. Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, the NBA TV game at 5. You got Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Hmm, it should be an interesting one there. Uh, Denver and Charlotte as they kick off their East Coast road trip. Uh, Miami and Orlando at 6 o'clock. Indiana and the Wizards at 6. And San Antonio and Atlanta at 6.30. Yeah, also at 6.30 tomorrow we'll have Utah facing the New York Knicks at MSG. At 7 o'clock, yes, the Bulls will take on the Cleveland Cavaliers in Cleveland. Remember what happened last time back in early January? <laughs> um Donovan Mitchell dropped 70 on the 71 on the Bulls. Can he do that again? I think he'll drop 45. That's just my personal opinion. So be aware of that tomorrow night. Also, the ABC Saturday night game of the week will feature LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers as they'll take on uh, the Steph Curry-less Golden State Warriors by the Bay. That's at 730. 
And at 9 o'clock, no, this is not a mistype. This is a back-to-back series between the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks and the Sacramento Kings once again to wrap up the Saturday night schedule. It's hilarious. We got we to talk about that, too, because I, I don't understand I know, why they're I know. still doing it after a couple. <laughs> I guess I guess live with the, the trial with the COVID and such, but uh, yeah. Sunday, uh, Memphis and Boston. Could this be an NBA Finals preview? We'll see. That's at 1 o'clock on ABC. And wrap it, yep, and wrap it up the Super Bowl Sunday schedule in the NBA. We'll have Detroit at Toronto at two o'clock. So a very light schedule for the NBA for Super Bowl Sunday. And that's your uh, schedule for the weekend ahead in the National Basketball Association. We'll talk about the buyout market with our girl Christine later on. I want to get into some college who's as you listen to the second season sports on Sports of Chicago, Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown. If you uh what caught your eye on uh college hoops this week, Sid? Uh, Northwestern getting back on track with a big win at Ohio State against the Buckeyes. Can we finally start to take them seriously, Lakina? Especially, I'm looking at their schedule coming up here. They got some um, winnable, they got some tough opponents. I know they got the rematch with Indiana coming up. I, I know that they, they have another tough opponent, I believe, against Purdue next Sunday. We'll get into their schedule in just a moment. But uh, there was a big one for them the other night on the road. And shout out to Chris Collins there, their head coach. Uh, it was we talked about before, Lakina. They talked about uh, being a new culture, being a new attitude uh, compared to what they experienced the last few years. Uh, this Northwestern team is tough, especially defensively. And if, if if you have them playing defense all together as a team, we know we know if you're struggling off this offensively, if you pick up your defense, it opens your offensive game that much more. So that's what Northwestern is doing right now. Yeah, it was a nice win by Northwestern Ohio State. You know, not. I know they've had a couple of injuries, but they haven't been playing mm-hmm. well, so that that whole thing kind of manifested there too. And a, you know, a nice move for Northwestern is probably a win that they desperately uh, needed. You know, going through uh, some of these games, uh, Virginia. Uh, these are Tuesday's games. Uh, UConn uh, getting their revenge on Marquette for uh, beating them uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, sixty-seven, uh, eighty-seven, seventy-two. I should say, mm-hmm. and uh, K saying that a good one edged out TCU. 80, uh, 82 81. Uh, IU is starting to, they're starting to kind of uh, get things going by they beat Rutgers, excuse me, 66 60. So, you know, a nice uh, showing uh, there. Call by, me crazy, uh, real quick, Lakin. Yeah, call me crazy, Lakin, especially after what you mentioned Indiana did on Tuesday. Would you put Indiana as the number two team in the Big Ten next to Purdue? I would. Yeah, that, that might be up there too. So, yeah, I think that they, they could definitely kind of like get things going and like I said we talked about uh Trace Trace Jackson Davis I think he broke a school record I think for mm-hmm. um this so you know as long as, long as he's kind of leading the way they'll be uh fine uh Nevada beat New Mexico for I think the nice straight time you know 77 76 they edge them out in a really good game so uh, they could probably uh, be a bubble team from the Mountain West so uh, Mer- uh, Michigan State beat Maryland uh 63 58 so they're trying to polish out their resume and of course, uh, Minnesota and Illinois, you know, there are COVID issues in Minnesota's mm-hmm. program. That's why they did not play on Tuesday. So it's, it's going to be a quick turnaround for uh, Illinois. We'll get to them uh, in a second. Now, Tennessee uh, loses to Vanderbilt via buzzer beater, uh, 66-65. Uh, uh, Alabama uh, handles Florida League. And uh, West Virginia beat Iowa State 76-71. So uh, they're trying to kind of get to the bubble. They're talking about West Virginia. So this will mm-hmm. definitely help them. Yeah, Jawan Howard and crew, uh, going to Wednesday's action, Jawan Howard and crew, the Michigan Wolverines, they get a 20-point win over uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers and improve that record to 14-10. and 10. Uh, Michigan, as we said before, like, they, start, they need to start uh, collecting these wins now, especially after struggling to start the year before conference uh, 
conference play. It looks like they're starting to pick it up now. And going back to local action, Southern Illinois picks up an important win, beating UIC Big by win. two points, 68-66, to keep pace with Drake and Belmont in the top of the Missouri Valley Conference. Also, Bradley beats Illinois State. So, Bradley, they're starting mm -hmm. to stay in that, that top four. Remember the top four, especially the way uh, the, uh, the uh, Missouri Valley sub. Now the top four gets a double bye like the Big Ten. So, they're trying to uh, – those two teams, you know, Bradley and Southern Illinois, they're trying to kind of get in that top four so they can get that double bye. So, mm -hmm. going to get interesting there in the you know, next few weeks in the Missouri Valley as we're going uh, late into the season. Uh, Purdue uh, beat Iowa, pulled away from them. Uh, a773 UCLA no trouble with Oregon State these are last night's games Arizona mm -hmm. no trouble with uh Cal and uh Loyola Marymount beat St. Mary's uh 78 74 in uh, overtime so uh Loyola Marymount I mean they might I mean you know look they probably have had some, like big wins you know they've beaten both Gonzaga and now Loyola Marymount I mean uh and St. Uh, uh Mary's I should say so if they should they sneak into the tournament could be a big problem for some of those bubble teams. So the Loyola Marymount could definitely be a they, they, this would be their first time going back to the tournament. Like, well, like twenty five years or something like that. So yeah, it'd be a long time. So uh, yeah, they'll need to look out for uh, as you're closer and closer to March Madness. Yep, and like you said, the bubble teams are trying to make their move, while the top teams trying to keep their position. So we'll see what happens as we uh, head into the middle of this month in February, as we get into the schedules for the important games for this upcoming weekend. We'll start with. Uh, with tonight's schedule on FS1 at 6 o'clock, we'll have number 13, Xavier, traveling uh, to Indiana, the state of Indiana, to take on the Butler Bulldogs. Butler is 12 and 13. Xavier is 19 and 5 on the year. Xavier is favored by 7 and a half. I, I don't think that, uh, uh, that Xavier should have a problem, should they? I know it's an in state rival, no. but uh, they shouldn't have a problem. Yeah, Butler's been kind of struggling. They're kind of like in a, in a rebuild mode, so I don't think Xavier should have no problem. A uh, couple of important uh, games tonight in the Mountain West Conference, New Mexico and Air Force at 8 o'clock on FS1. Also after that is Fresno State and Nevada uh, on FS1, too. Three of those four teams could be bubble teams, so that's something to look out for there uh, tonight. All right, and go, turning to tomorrow's game, Saturday, we'll start out locally at 1 o'clock on FS1. We'll have... Number 24, Rutgers traveling to Champaign to take on the fight in the line. Rutgers is 16 and 8 on the year. The Illini is 16 and 7. Lakina, I talked about my concerns with this Illini team on our show on Monday. This Illini team hasn't played within a week since they lost to Iowa last Saturday. Of course, as you mentioned, the Minnesota game got postponed. I think it'll be made up within the next week or so. So yeah. Illini has gone a full week without playing. Pay attention to the first five, ten minutes of the game to see how sharp they are because Rutgers, even though they lost their last game, they're going to come out firing, trying to take advantage of the long layoff that Illinois has had. So Illinois has got to come out ready to play. I know they're going to have the home court uh, advantage with their fans behind them, but uh, they got to uh, weather the storm the first five, ten minutes of the game. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if they can kind of keep up with that. Now we'll see how they look. It could be a little rust. Uh, West Virginia and Texas. Texas home to bounce back for the loss of Kansas uh, on Monday at 11 a.m. on uh, ESPN2. Uh, Providence and St. John's on uh, the Big Fox Network. Marquette and Georgetown on FS1. 
one NC State holding a bounce back from their uh, early week loss. You know, Boston College, you know, coming off a big upset. So uh, they'll they'll see if they can avoid the letdown there. Kansas and Oklahoma on CBS at noon. That's the first. Let's go, year. Porter Moser. <laughs> yeah, the fighting Porter Moser, of course. You know, he's getting a little bit of uh, some heat there in Norman. So <laughs> some look out for there. And uh, the Iron Bowl, the basketball edition, you got uh, Alabama and Auburn at one o'clock on ESPN. That should be a fun one. Number yeah, 21. Uh, no, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I think you, were, no, I think okay. you, had, you and I had the same game in mind. <laughs> okay. At 1 o'clock on ESPN, we'll have number three, Alabama, Auburn. You said that. Uh, UConn, number 21, ranked team in the country. They'll take on number 23, the Crane Blue Jays in the Big East battle. That's on Fox at 1 o'clock tomorrow. That, that, that should be a fun one. Southern Illinois will face Drake, and that's at 1 p.m. This time on ESPNU. I'll definitely be tuning into that one. Me so because be big for uh, who gets that number one seed yes. in the yes. conference tournament in a few weeks. Yes, and at the same time on ESPN3, I think our guy John the Hood will be doing this game for USC Radio. The USC Flames, even though they're 10 and 16 on the year, SIU can use their help. Uh, USC will travel mm-hmm. to take yep. on Belmont. Belmont 17-9 on the year. Let's go Flames with a lot of Southern, Southern yes. <laughs> that. Uh, Bradley has a big one against Murray State. They host mm-hmm. them tomorrow at 1 o'clock also on ESPN3. So a lot of a lot of great games coming up in the Missouri Valley. It's kind of, this is kind of crunch, like crunch time for them uh, in the ACC, Clemson, and North Carolina on ESPN2 at 1 o'clock. Yep, and checking in, rolling down the schedules here at – but at two o'clock, well, uh, at two o'clock, woo, 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 let me see. Yeah, two o'clock on ESPN Plus. Oral Roberts at twenty-two and four. They'll take on Western Illinois uh, in Downstate. That Western Illinois is fifteen and ten on the year. They had a bad loss the other night, yes, so they, they need I to uh, yeah. uh, get back on track. And another team that needs to get back on track. They got blown out in Miami on Monday. Yes, they did. The new Blue Blue Devils will travel to Virginia to take on the Cavaliers that rank eighth of the country right now. That's at three o'clock tomorrow on ESPN. In a big ACC battle. Yeah, that's like their third or fourth loss by twenty plus points. That's the most since you know since uh, Coach K's first uh, couple of uh, seasons. I think I mm-hmm. think was that uh, I think that was right around uh, Jay Billis and uh, all of them that class started. So that wasn't a uh, good showing. There's so hope they can get back on track. Uh, Baylor and TCU at three o'clock on ESPN two. That should be a, a fun one. Uh, San Diego State against UNLV. They host them at three o'clock on the Big Fox Network. Oh, our Black College Basketball Game of the Week on WGN in Chicago tomorrow will feature Virginia State at Elizabeth City State. That's at 2 o'clock on Channel 9 here in Chicago. So there's some HBCU basketballs you can watch in the Chicagoland area tomorrow. A lot of fun. Had to get that out. Of course, of course, a lot of fun when uh when they uh play each other, even on the hoop side too. Uh, mm-hmm. The Fighting Mike Germans, as we call uh, Mizzou, uh, they uh, play Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, I'm sure, want to get you know, bounce back from that loss to uh, buzzer be a loss to uh, to Vandy. That's at five o'clock on the SEC Network. Oklahoma State hoping uh, to polish off their resume. Uh, they uh, go on the road to A's to face Iowa State. That's at five o'clock on ESPN too. And on the Pac-12 Network at 7 o'clock tomorrow, we'll have Arizona State. The Sun Devils will travel uh, to face the UCAL Bears. Of course, California's having a, a bad season at 3-21. and 21. Arizona State checks in at 17-8. and eight. And scrolling down on ESPN tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, some more Pac-12 basketball. Number 7, UCLA, perhaps one of the top five teams in the country, in my opinion, being ranked 7th is little, but it is what it is. They'll travel to Eugene, Oregon to face the Oregon Ducks. Oregon trying to build their resume. They have a record of 15 and 10. 
Absolutely. And BYU, another team that uh hoping to polish on the resume. They uh they uh, uh go on the road uh to face Gonzaga at uh, nine o'clock. Colorado and Utah, a couple other bubble teams that's on FS1 at nine o'clock. Utah State, another bubble team from the Mountain West. They faced uh, San Jose State at nine o'clock on CBS Sports Network. In um California State rivalry, as we call them. Uh, as we, we'll call it, we'll see. But on ESPNU slash ESPN Plus at 9.30 tomorrow, we'll have UC Riverside versus UC Irvine. Uh, both Riverside, the UC Riverside has a 16-9 record, and mm-hmm. Irvine has a record of 16-8. Yeah, two, I, think they're, I think they're two of the top teams in the Big West Conference, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, not, nice showing. But, you know, great to see those uh, state rivalries kind of going out of here in, in uh, California. Now, going into uh, – Sunday's games, you got Memphis hosting Temple at 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Could be a battle of some bubble teams uh, there as well in the American. Yeah, and the big yeah big game on Big Ten Network on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Number one, Purdue, the Boilermakers, will travel to Chicago via Evanston to take on the Northwestern Wildcats. Of course, Purdue is 23-12. and 12, The Northwestern Wildcats, 17-7. and 7. That, that gym will be packed. And let's see if Northwestern can match Purdue's energy early. Yeah, keep saying with uh, the Big Ten and seeing a couple other bubble teams facing each other. You got Michigan State and Ohio State. Ohio State needs this win desperately to get back, in, even in the bubble discussion at noon on CBS. Yes, and checking out the rest of the schedule for Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Missouri State will face Evansville at one o'clock on ESPN Plus. And as of let's see, another uh, important game as of note here, uh, Wichita State at five hundred at twelve and twelve. Will host SMU. They're struggling at nine and sixteen. That's on ESPN at three. So that's the important games for Sunday in college basketball. All right. So we're gonna take a really quick break, yo. Super quick. I know we're way past it, but <laughs> we start our uh, our Super Bowl Power Hour. We'll have keys to the game, also to your prop bets and such. We'll also talk about the NFL Honors Awards that were held last night, also the NFL Hall of Fame. So uh, that that class was announced uh, last night as well. So a lot to do still. All NFL, all Super Bowl coming up next. Our girl Christy Manica for kicks. Our will be joining us a little bit too as well. Second seed sports on Sports Hill Chicago. Football power hour coming up right after this. that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of DoDEA. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. 
Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports, the big game edition celebration of Second City Sports, right here in Live and Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's coming on the IG. We have less than an hour left of this program. We call a sports talk radio show extravaganza. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page. Always Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. And just a daily reminder, you can also catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. This is our football power hour, Lakina. Before we get started previewing the big game, between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles for the Sunday league. And I want to get your thoughts about, I know you brought up NFL honors last night. We'll get to that as well. But I want to uh, talk about the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement class for 2023. Your guy, Zach Thomas, finally makes it into the Hall of Fame. Did you check out the video how he got the message? I love that video. Of course, you know, Jimmy Johnson, uh, of course, you know, he coached uh, mm-hmm. uh, Zach when, the, uh, when uh, Coach Johnson was in Miami. That was a really really cool moment you know you can tell he just got got finished working out and i guess you know all his family and friends were there um and you saw uh you know jimmy johnson they actually have a whole a full video it's about a little over six minutes long of all the 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 inductees and how they got their surprises and stuff so but yeah uh one of the top yo defenders in the game he should have gotten in probably like three or four years ago but it is what it is with that but uh yeah Good for him. Look, I would have. They actually uh, waited till last to mention him, so I was a little bit worried that he wasn't gonna. Uh, he wasn't gonna get in this year. Of course, you know the longtime linebacker from the uh, the Dolphins, of course. But yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him, and uh, yeah, that this was yeah, this was it for me. So yeah, and reading off the le- rest of the list that's going to be joining the Pro Football Hall of Fame uh, in in 2023 uh, in in the month of August uh, in Canton, Ohio, cornerback and safety Rondé Barber. Coach Don Corio, linebacker Chuck Howley, defensive end and defensive tackle, no tackle Joe Klecko, defensive back Daryl Rivas, Rivas Island, 
A cornerback, Ken Riley. Offensive tackle, Joe Thomas from the, his days with the Cleveland Browns. Of course, we mentioned linebacker, Zach Thomas. And linebacker, defensive end, Demarcus Ware. No issues with this list. I know, I know a lot of Bears fans are pissed because Devin Hester again, didn't get in. Who mm-hmm. among the five modern-day guys you know, would you have taken out? Would you? you weren't going to take out uh, Rondé Barber. you probably say he should have gotten in. Um, a couple of years ago, too. I mean, three-time All-Pro. Mm-hmm. I mean, has a Super Bowl ring to his credit. You know, went to five Pro Bowls. You know, all-decades team in the 2000s. I mean, you weren't going to uh, get him uh, uh, off. Uh, Darrell Rivas, um, you know, all-decades team of the 2010s. Jesus, you know, that makes you feel old. Uh, with the seven Pro Bowls, a couple of uh, first-team All-Pros, four seasons in a row. Uh, Joe Thomas, probably one of the most decorated offensive tackles, you know, ever. Uh, mm-hmm. First team All Pro, you know, three times. Second team, you know, four, you know, three times. I should say All Pro team in the twenty tens. You weren't gonna get uh, get him off that. Um, you talked about Zach Thomas, of course. You know, twenty and a half sacks, one hundred sixty eight career starts. Of course, you know, a lot of career starts for uh, Joe Thomas as well. No relation. Uh, all Pro mm-hmm. twice. You know, voted the Pro Bowl uh, five times. Demarcus, where first team All Pro, he's a first ballot, I believe. Uh, uh, three times, or uh, four times, I should say. A second team All Pro three times among us other accomplishments who are you going to take out among those five no one really no one so and unfortunately look this is how they do special teams guys i mean look ray guy got arrested so he's getting ready to say yeah 25 like almost like 22 years morton airs who's probably one of the most accurate kickers ever he had to wait about nine years so i don't think i don't think he's gonna wait that long i think he'll mm-hmm. i think he'll get it within the next year or two if he does they everyone could kind of bitch him all but right now i mean these five guys you know on the modern day side were, more, were very deserving yeah, was it this uh, year number three for Hester on, on the Hall of Fame ballot, if I'm not mistaken? Yes. So he just got on a, a couple of years ago. So uh, he he was going he's going to have to wait. I think he's got to wait, like I said, one or two more years. But he's a definite Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. And he holds the Super Bowl record for having a kickoff return return for a touchdown. And he has the most kickoff returns combined punt and kickoff of all mm-hmm. time. So he's going to get in. So in the next couple of years, he's going to get in. Uh, was I disappointed for a second? Hearing that news yesterday, yes, but I wasn't really surprised. No, no, you know, because they, they were who were going to take out a, among those five. I mean, Rebus mm-hmm. got in uh, first ballot. Uh, Joe Thomas got in first ballot. Um, so yeah, they, you weren't going to you know, get either one of those guys off. So it, it's tough there. I know our buddy Lamont just said Joe Klecka was his guy back in the day with the stock exchange. Uh, yeah, you can tell he should have gotten into him. Of course, you know, defensive mm-hmm. end, you know, played like a lot of parts on the defense, playing nose as well. Um, you know, you know, it was definitely kind of like right there with that, you know, May, uh, uh, four Pro Bowls, was all pro twice. So for the uh, the Jets, you know, his view was actually pretty funny. Of course, you know, Joe Namath, another uh, Jets Hall of Famer. It was a good a good day for the Jets. So we'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a nice uh, showing uh, from him. He's one of the, uh, the veterans, guys. Chuck Halley also, too, for from Dallas. And I know that was a, you know, from the – oh, you also put the, for the Bears, too. That was the for, you know, first couple of seasons where the Bears people forget, so – you know, and also to uh, the late great uh, Ken Riley. I know uh, Anthony Munoz. He was a he was a corner for uh, Cincinnati for like 14 years. I know his mm-hmm. son. I think Anthony Munoz has, as well has been you know, allowing for him to get in, so he finally gets in. And uh, also to uh, the coach Don Coriel. I mean, you know, the St. Louis Cardinal coach, you know, San Diego Chargers coach was part of that that ice bowl. The, well, not that ice bowl game, but that that crazy game with them in Miami years ago. So he was right there. So uh, you saw a great moment with uh, with his daughter and such. So, so yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of great moments there too. So you know, congrats to all of them. And uh, hey, Sid, real quick, check out this. Uh, 
this a list of guys that are going to be up for next season in the okay. Hall of Fame. I'll read to some. I will read all of them. But Julius yeah. Peppers, Antonio Gates, Eric Ber- Eric Berry, Brendan Marshall, Hilary Nada, Jamal Charles, Doug Baldwin, Jordy Nelson, Connor Baldwin, Sebastian Janikowski, Kyle Williams, and Andrew Luck are just some of the names that are going to be eligible next year. I think Julius Peppers will get it. Julius Peppers will get in. I don't think it's going to be right away. He'll have to wait a couple of years. Andrew Luck is very interesting because. Many people, especially in the media, has held a grudge against him because he quit almost – he did the Barry Sanders quit right in his prime. Of course, uh, Andrew Luck was concerned about his injuries and, and whatnot, and he started to get beat up. And some of those media members are are, are still mad about that even years later. Will they hold that against him if uh, for him to be uh, entered into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm doing the Jordan Shrug, but those listening on the podcast briefly, <laughs> but – you know, will they still hold that against him uh, by this time next year? Uh, even if he is worthy of Hall of Fame, I think he's going to get punished unfairly. Yeah, I, I feel like Perry I have nothing against him personally, but I'm just saying I'm just telling you how some of these voters think they're human, human too, whether they say it out loud or not. Yeah, I mean, look, I, look, I mean, yeah, the, the 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 vote itself is kind of flawed, so I think for people to kind mm-hmm. of use you know personal stuff against somebody, I still say he's good. He's probably going to wait regardless. I feel like so. You know, it is what it is there. I think Peppers probably will get it first ballot, I think. That's just me. I, I kind of feel like he's got the numbers. I think Gates, I think Gates gets in, you know, easily first ballot. I think, you know, records and such. So, you know, he holds a lot of the uh the charger records. So I I I, I think he gets in first ballot. I'm not sure. But yeah, Hester will probably get in maybe within the next year or two, I think. I think people need to kind of just I think mm-hmm. Nana's probably like one of the guys in that group I said that. He may have to wait a few more years, probably Eric Berry as well. But, uh, yeah, I think there are a couple of those guys that could probably – I think Gates and Peppers might get in first ballot next year. That's just my opinion. Another name that you read off that list, interesting, and we saw his time here in Chicago. He was very productive, but uh, it wasn't uh, an, uh, it wasn't a pretty exit when he uh, was released. And that was Brandon Marshall. Mm-hmm. I know he never played in a playoff game. It wasn't all his fault because some of the teams he played on, but – uh, he has some pretty good numbers, but uh, I know he's in media now. He still he has his own company down in South Florida. Florida, I forget what it mm-hmm. forget what it is. I think he's working with athletes, you know, in training things along that line. I believe, but uh, it, will they let him in because uh, he was very good in his time? But like I said, some of the off the field stuff, questionable stuff. Yeah, I, I think the some of those votes will may hold that against him. He might not get in at all. Yes, yeah, some of, yeah, I think some of those uh I I really think that that might that's the thing that might hurt him is because of all that stuff that happened and everything else. I mean, he's been he's been very upfront about his uh, mental issues and stuff so that that mm-hmm. could help him a little bit. So, we'll see what happens there, but look, Yeah, because it was a popular when he when he started doing it. Right. So, uh, but yeah, but it is now so, you know, how things have changed. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but look, I mean, look at the guys that did not make it, you know, Dwight Freeney, Tory Holt. I think he's the last of that uh that a great show. He should be in Tory Holt. Yeah, I know that that but that you know you probably say if that's one person I could probably have a gripe about not getting in. You know, it's mm-hmm. him. So Dwight Free, I think you know this is his first year, so I think I think he might get in next year. Um, Jared Allen, yeah, you know, I'm a little surprised, but I guess it's going to be like kind of like a Zach Thomas you know, type of thing where he might, you know, might not get in until next year. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah I'm a li- yeah I mean look as far as far as the the Hall of Fame selection is, I mean it's probably like the most fair out of all of them. So. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of like looking forward to uh, next year's uh, see what happens there. You're listening to Second City Sports, a special big game Friday edition right here on Sports on Chicago. We're live in Living Color. Sid Lakina here with you. 
Makina, you brought up NFL Honest. I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing last night. I did catch some of the highlights. I know we're not entertainment tonight or extra or some of these stupid, goofy entertainment shows, but did you check out Kelly Clarkson's dress? Yeah. <laughs> she had every label of every player from the, uh -huh. each team. It looked like a yes. bootleg Christmas tree. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was hilarious that uh but look, she's a big football fan. She's from just outside Dallas. So yeah, you know, it yeah, I mean that that's like I'm not real not surprised by that, but uh it was a cool, you know, she did a great moment. Look, I mean, you know, they had some of the players kind of like parry her her biggest hits. I mean, Cam Jordan did one of her songs and uh mm -hmm. Kirk Cousins, I think I think he kind of missed his call there. He's got he had a pretty good voice uh, there. So, <laughs> oddly enough. So uh well, yeah, was, about that when she joins us coming up. <laughs> Yeah, she yeah, you know, it was a great it was a, a really good show, I guess. Like, I'm sure I'm sure they were they repeated. I'm sure the stuff's on YouTube too. So if you guys mm -hmm. didn't get a chance to watch it um last night, but uh real quick, we always go through some of the the winners and, and such. You know, of course, um we'll we'll start with comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. You know, I don't think mm -hmm. anybody is real uh shocked with that one. The Jets, we both the uh the, the defensive and offensive work of the years. Uh Jer uh Garrett Wills, let's just say uh the wide receiver and also two sauce gardener. Uh, both win those awards. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson. Are you okay with? Do uh, you have a gripe there? No, I don't. Okay, all right. Uh, Nick Bosa, of course, you know, from the 49ers. One defensive player of the year. Uh, any uh, gripes there? No. Okay. We can jump in. Well, we'll we'll sit. It can be a little bit more. <laughs> no, I don't have any gripes there. Like I so said, he had a great year. It's, it's nothing to complain about. I, 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 you know me, like, can I cannot make up quote unquote fake outrage? I, that's not me. That's not. No, no, me. no, no. I know, I know, it's not you, but uh, yeah, but uh, you yeah, have a little bit of a gripe here. How about uh, uh, Brian Day, of course, the Giants coach winning uh, Coach of the Year? You have any issues with that? Yes and no. Of course, I know that it was the first time in a few years that the Giants. Uh, got into the playoffs, uh, so congratulations mm -hmm. to him on that. But they only got in with nine. Uh, 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 when was the last time a head coach? I think it was the last time the head coach that won the coach a year with less than ten wins. Uh, off of memory, I'm not on Google. Was Jimmy Johnson back in 1990? He was coaching the Cowboys. Of course, that team ended up seven and nine. Of course, two years later, they win the whole, whole, whole thing. But he only got Brian Dave only had nine victories, and uh, uh, and no, they didn't win the division. Uh, there were some other candidates, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Remember, this That's is a regular season award, not, not the playoffs. So uh, yeah, let's separate that there. So Kyle Shanahan, I think they had 13 wins this year. Mm -hmm. And you could have said Kevin O'Connell from yep. Minnesota. Yes, I know many people, including us, expected him to win the division. But you know, I think the way they won their games, I think that's what cost him, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. So uh, I got why Brian Dable – Congratulations to him on winning the award, but those better candidates out there. Yeah, I especially they have more victories than him. Well, yeah, I think because it, it was the Giants, and you know, I think they won nine games. No one's expecting them to win that many. That's probably why he ended up winning it. So I think that might have been the reason for it. But uh, you know, like I said, it is what it is there. Uh, of course, um, well, Walt Payton Man of the Year was, of course, you know, Dak Prescott. You know, there was really like no, you know, no losers in that award, but uh, he wins mm -hmm. the uh, the Walt Payton Man of the Year. Or for his contributions that uh, what he's done there it was actually really uh, sweet. So if you guys get a chance to you know check out that profile and uh, Pat Mahomes joins an exclusive club. He is I think the, what like the ninth quarterback to win it multiple times. Uh and you saw the voting. I mean, he only uh, he only did not have two first place votes. <laughs> I, I, 
I mean, not to say that uh, Mahomes doesn't deserve it, but Jalen Hurts, who was also nominated, I think he gave us some extra motivation for Sunday. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that injury to Jalen Hurts at the end of the season or hurt his chances of winning the, uh, winning the award. It was al- almost like that Carson Wentz effect from 2017, right. uh, the year that Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. How ironic is that? And of course, Nick Foles took over mm-hmm. what happened after that. But Carson Wentz was playing that MVP ball. And of course, he gets hurt. Brady wins the award. Uh, oh, that's right. They faced each other in the Super Bowl that same year. So like you said, Lakina, how ironic said that the same script is happening this year. So We'll see what happens on, on Sunday. But, yeah, as I, I'm like you. I like Patrick Mahomes. I like watching him play. I do not have, have a hatred bone in my body because for, for him. And he's a great talent. He's probably going to go down one of the best QBs in his generation when it's all said and done. But I thought Jalen Hurts was, was the MVP this year. And uh, Mahomes hoping to avoid this list of uh, guys that have won, that won the MVP <laughs> but yet end up winning the, uh, losing the Super Bowl, I should say, mm-hmm. of course. Kurt Warner in 01, which get in 02, 05, uh, Sean Alexander, 07 uh, with Tom Brady. That's the first Giants one that they lost. Uh, mm-hmm. 09 with Peyton Manning, also 2013 with uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, Cam Newton, you know, you know, Peyton Manning got his revenge you know, in that, uh, in that uh, mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Matt Ryan in 2016, we all, uh, sorry, Atlanta fans, and also uh, Tom Brady <laughs> three years uh, uh, before. That was, that was the Eagles one. So the Eagles actually have done this before with a QB winning the MVP. Mm-hmm. So Hoping to do uh, that again on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to bring up the Matt Ryan one in 2016. Of course, we all saw what happened the following day. And it wasn't Matt Ryan's father. It was uh, offensive coordinator at the time for the Falcons, Kyle Shanahan. Hmm, still ended up with that San Francisco job. Uh, uh, how ironic is that? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, of course, we could see your NFL uh, Power Hour. Uh, of course, we'll talk about the big game, the keys to the game, also to uh, prop bets and such. So, uh, there'll be some absurd ones, too, you know, coming up next with our girl Christy Mack. She's going to join us in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, preview Super Bowl uh, 57 coming up right after this. You listen to the second season sports on Sports Zone Chicago, Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown. Get your uh, pens and pencils, paper, paper ready. So uh, we're going to give you a little bit of bets and some tips <laughs> right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks? They can be a real lifesaver. I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. (laughs) Bigger promise. 
if there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Sorry, welcome back to Second City Sports and our big game preview special right here on Live and in Living Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid, that's Lakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the I at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A 0. S I D K I D A 0. You follow me at Kina McGill on the Twitter and at Kina Scrum again, the IG. And if you have any questions or comments for us regarding the big game, your parties, silly stories, or you want to challenge us with some of our prior bets we want to give out to you guys in a few minutes, you can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Now it's time to bring out our homegirl, even though this is the last game of the football season. Uh, she's our homegirl from KX, AXRB, KXRB Radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Here comes the D1, the only Christine, the Queen, Manica. What's up, Christine? Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, we doing great. Busy, how about busy, yourself? Busy. How about you? Busy. <laughs> no, no, you know, no, 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 it's fine. Look, you're here now, so and that's the yeah. important thing. You're just in time. Uh, for uh, the old you know, preview of this game, of course, between the Chiefs and the Eagles at Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. Now, this will be on uh, the Fox Network, of course, and uh, of course, I'm sure it's going to be streaming in various places around the, uh, the country and the world, too. So, uh, look, there are other places you can go to, but uh, so well, well, I'll start with you, uh, Sid. What are your uh, keys to the game? For Kansas City is to run the football and run the football hard with Isaiah Pacquiao and Jarrett McKinnon and still take the pressure off of Patrick Mahomes, especially with that ankle. You know, he has it has had time to rest in between the conference championship and the game on Sunday. So 
take the pressure off of Holmes. You saw the gameplay they did against Cincinnati in the conference championship game. Let's see if they can do the same thing here on the defensive end for, for uh, Kansas City. Can it be disciplined enough to keep Jalen Hurts uh, in the pocket so Jalen Hurts won't be running all over them all day? Because if that happens, it's going to be a long day for the Kansas City Chiefs defense. What about you, Christine? I'd say the same thing. Just run the football at Kansas City. And then for the Eagles, uh, you got to find a way to take down Jalen Hurts. Once you get past the offensive line, because that's their strongest benefit, then it's pretty much open season. So for Jalen Hurts, he has to run the football, too, if he doesn't want to want to get hit himself. Yeah, see, for me, I I feel the same way. But I think it's going to be the defense. I think the defense are going to kind of like, you know, set the tone early on. Which defense can make that big play to kind of break the game open? These are two very evenly matched teams. Um, I know that Chris Jones, you know, that that's, you know, he was right up there with Defensive Player of the Year honors uh, last night. I think he's going to make a, a couple of big plays. I think Fletcher Cox, you know, for the Eagles, going to make a couple of big plays as well. You got the Kelsey Bowl, of course, you know, Travis versus uh, Jason. Of course, this is actually also the first uh, matchup between two uh, black quarterbacks, you know, which is uh, pretty awesome, especially in black history. I know there's something so, black quarterbacks, Lakina. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, right. I mean, I know that's not either. That's a Doug Williams reference for those young folks that don't know. Go look it yes, up. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, look, all that aside, though, I mean, I think this is definitely going to be like a, the defense going to be kind of like the key to the game. Of course, you know, Frank Clark, another uh, guy uh, as well on the defense uh, side for them. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, of course, you know, the secondary guy from uh, for the Eagles. So to me, I think it's going to be really going to be about the defenses. I think this is going to be kind of like the game where who can get to uh, the Pat Mahomes or, uh, or, or Jalen Hurts, who can kind of force that turnover, you know, force a fumble and stuff. So, this could be one of those high-scoring affairs, I think, and I think that might be a good thing if you're a, a football fan. So, yeah, if you're a Fox, that's probably what you want. So uh, this should be a really a good game nonetheless. Do you guys expect special teams uh, uh, to be a factor here? I'll start with you, Christine. You know, that's the question that everyone always asks every year, I think, with the Super Bowl. No, I don't think it's going to be a factor. Um, I'll be shocked if it is because I can't remember the last time that they were a factor in a Super Bowl game. But that doesn't mean that they're not important in the, you know, in the game plan or just in the team in general. Yeah, I think you know, unless someone does like you know something stupid and fumbles. Yeah, I know, I know, Scanlon did that a couple of times this year. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I think like you know, you know, pin the, the guy deeper. So like, could the punters be a, a factor here? I mean, I don't know. Could it come down to a kick? Yeah. Well, uh, will it come down to like a Harrison Buckner? Uh, I got, I got to figure out who the guy, the Eagles, the kicker for the Eagles is. But you know, it's going to be between a kicker. So I don't know. I mean, it, it would have. So it surprised me. No, but uh. It, it, it's sort of one of those things where like, they, anything can happen. This is definitely a pick them and a toss-up, so you know, who knows? Yeah, as of right now, Philadelphia is favored by the point and a half, so it's basically at a pick them, like we said before. Mm-hmm. These, these are two evenly matched teams. Both quarterbacks are a little gimpy, but who's going to be the healthiest? Who's going to make uh, the big play at, at the end? Uh, you want to get into the prop bets, Lakina, because I got a few of them here, maybe not as many as you. Uh, you have on your uh, cheat sheet, but I have a few here if you want to get started. Yeah, sure. Of course, Jake Elliott, of course, you're the veteran uh, kicker for them. So could it be uh, Harrison Buckner, uh, Jake Elliott, you know, a uh, field goal, you know, one of them could have won it all. I mean, we've seen it happen before without a bit of Terry. So uh, I think I Jake Elliott's from the Chicago area, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he is. Yes, I believe he is just from outside, the, right in the burbs. Yeah, so uh, 
he could be a Chicago hero too. So yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, and you know, like you said, it's definitely a pickup. But we'll we'll get to our picks in a second. But uh, after you uh, first, Tim, with the prop bets, I know there's some really <laughs> absurd ones. <laughs> yes, uh, these are just some of the basic ones. Uh, I'll start off with the first one. Uh, number one, the length of the national anthem in seconds. Over 121 and a half seconds or under 121 and a half seconds? Christine, I'll start with you. What's that in time? <laughs> yeah, it's just that seconds here. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's two minutes. That's two minutes. So uh, Chris Stapleton, of course, you know, the award, yeah. Grammy Award winning uh, soul uh, country singer will be doing the national anthem. Yeah, the over-under is about like two minutes. So I think I'm looking at a site here that has like the under is at two, 205. So He's like a very like he has like a very deep voice. I'm talking about Chris Stapleton. You guys ever heard him uh, sing? So, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think it'll probably be maybe just a tad over. You know, I, I even push it, but I think it might be a tad over. Christine, what do you think? I was gonna say the same thing because I've first of all, Stip, Chris Stapleton is great in concert. Yes, like is. seriously, phenomenal. If you haven't seen him before, uh, I. It depends on the type of performance he wants to give. He can either really draw it out, especially with his guitar, or he can right. just keep it short and sweet. So I think since he's on a national stage, I'm going to go that he'll go a little bit over two minutes. I'll take your expertise, Christine. I think he'll go over. Uh, will the coin toss be heads or tails? I think this is simple. I'll go with heads. I'm going with tails just because. Okay. Well, I think the well, I think the last couple of times that uh, I guess whoever won the the coin toss and win the game, I thought I saw that somewhere. So I'll I'll yeah. say tails because I think it was heads last year. So I'm gonna take tails. I think. Okay, the first offensive play will be run or pass attempt. Oh, good lord! I mean, it depends on who gets the ball first. <laughs> So could it be like a a quarterback run? I mean, I know both QBs are, are still a little bit gimpy, but uh, could it be? Are they say that quarterback run? Maybe it does that. Count? It just says run or pass attempt. Okay, so I uh, think it'll be a run. So I'll, I'll say I'll a be... run. Me too. Yeah. I mean, your weather's not going to be a factor because they're indoors. They're in Arizona, so right. the weather won't be an issue. So, I mean, that 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 that's kind of like crazy. Yeah. So I think it'll be a run too. Right? They just okay. kind of get the nerves out the way. Okay, I won't go through the whole list. I'll just go through some of the important ones. Uh, which team will score first, Kansas City or Philadelphia? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna surprise you guys. I'll go with Philadelphia. I was gonna go Philadelphia too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me All too. Right. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's gonna be a score, whether it's you know a cube, uh, a touchdown, or a Jake Elliott uh, field goal. I think that's gonna be. Yeah, I think they're gonna. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna score first. All right. The first turnover of the, of the game will be fumble, interception, or turnover on downs. Yeah, pick one of the three. Interception, Christine. Okay, Lakina. Agree. I think it's gonna be an interception. I think these two real, these two guys rarely fumble. These two teams rarely fumble. So I, I yeah, I, I agree. I think it's gonna be a, yeah. an interception if there is a, if there is a turnover. I'll be different. I'll take fumble. Of course, uh, singer Rihanna will perform at the at the halftime show presented by Apple, what presented by Apple <laughs> Music. Which song will she perform? Uh, which which song will she Perform first, Umbrella, We Found Love, Where Have You Been, What's My Name, or Other. Christine, I'll start with you. Where have you been? Seriously, it's been okay. seven years. Yeah, I think she's going to go with that one. Okay, Lakina. See, I'm gonna go. With, I think I'm gonna go with Umbrella. I think that's that was her first big mainstream hit, so that's how she bursts onto the scene. So I think it's going to be Umbrella. I'll go with Umbrella as well. 
Now, the second part to the question, will anyone accompany Rihanna on stage to perform a song with her? Yes or no? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah, I say yes, too, because uh, yeah, because there's always, I know that this one's going to be like, it, will Jay-Z make an appearance? Minus 150. <laughs> that's the, that's I, the odds. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that because he was, I know this is unrelated a little bit, but he was at LeBron James's uh, game when he broke the record yes. the other night. So he's been seen in public uh, this week. So not saying he can't go to the game on Sunday, but uh, I would bet that Jay-Z will make an appearance. I, go ahead, I Chrissy. Think- Drake, I was going to say, I think Drake could make an appearance, too, because he's done a couple of songs with mm-hmm. Rihanna. Mm-hmm. I also think Eminem could have a chance. I know he was just in the Super Bowl performance last year, but again, she has Love the Way You Lie with him, and that's one right. of her popular songs. And look, it's hard to top last year, because last year was great. Even when yep. you had all those big names up there, they had 50 Cent come out. You know, like, uh, nobody mm-hmm. knew that that was going to be there. So it will be interesting to see what direction they, they kind of take with Rihanna's performance. I know our guy Lamont Scott comments via our Facebook page. He says Rihanna wardrobe malfunction and other will be the first song and Jason signed her to her first uh, dev jam deal. That's right. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens on that. And one more Rihanna prop bet here. How many mm-hmm. songs will be played during the halftime show? Over nine and a half songs or under nine and a half songs? Christine, I'll start with you. I'll go because the rumor is that after this performance, she's going to go on the road. She's going back on tour after seven years of really not doing anything. So I think she wants to keep a little element of surprise a little bit, but at the same time, it depends on who she brings on too. So whether Mm -hmm. it's her songs or... Is that what it is? Is it her songs or if she brings someone out? Or is it just like combined? It just like- it says how many songs total will be played during the yeah. halftime. Okay, so it's combined, yeah. I'll- yeah. yeah. I'm going to go over nine just in case she does bring someone out with her. But if anything, it's going to be like ten. Maybe she'll go over it by like one or something, you know? Okay, Akina? I- I'll say, yeah, I'll say over, just a little bit over. I think 10, because it's about like a seven or eight minute, we're talking about seven eight or eight minute, like halftime, you know, show or something like that. So, well, yeah, you know, those okay. halftime shows are about a half hour or so. A half hour, maybe. Oh, well, you know, you got, yeah. you got the setup and everything yeah. else. So, yeah, we're talking about yeah. a 15, 20 minute, like halftime show. So, I would, I'd probably say over as well. But it's, it's probably going to be like mostly their, uh, mostly, uh, you know, her old stuff. Maybe, yeah. maybe like one song from like a new album or whatever she got coming out. Yeah, I'll say over nine as well. Buddy Lamont Scott says uh, under nine. Okay, which quarterback will have the most uh, passing yards, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, or other? I'll say (laughs) Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a category that's cute. Yes, it is. Yeah, they got to get the parlays there, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Chad Haney will pass for 400 yards at Mahomes. I'll go with Mahomes. Joking, of course, joking. We don't know about getting hurt in the game. But. Yeah, I was right. like, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll t- yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll take Mahomes. I think he'll probably get a little bit over uh, Hurts. I think Hurts going to use his uh, his feet more. I think. Yeah, and will either team score during the last two minutes of the fourth quarter? Yes or no? Yes, yes I say yes. yes. Okay. This to, I, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think yeah, so I say yes too. Okay, just a couple more. Will the combined total? Points for the game be over or under 49 and a half? I'll say over. Oh, I'd say over. 
Oh, really? You, do you think it's going to be like a defensive affair? I think you you think, Christine. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm going to go if it's an evenly matched team and with a strong offensive line like the Eagles have. I'm, I'm going with the under. Okay. All right. I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, Kelsey brother mentions yeah. that's, a, that's another one. Mm-hmm. One and a half. See, the overall is one and a half. So, who do you guys think? Over. Christine? Over. Over. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see some of the other odds. So the odds for MVP, of course, the the quarterbacks, of course, you know, those smaller odds. Yeah, they won twenty five for uh, Hertz and went thirty for Mahomes. Uh, the non QBs, of course, you know, Travis Kelsey, uh, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, uh, Hassan Reddick, uh, you know, Chris Jones, of course, the defensive guys, Juju Smith Schuster, you know, Valdez Scanley, who's a little bit banged up as well. So you know, come a couple of uh, a couple of. Uh, Long shots if you guys want to go there. Frank Clark, Darius Slay. So, yeah. So, who do you think? Is, is it going to be a QB or not? You, have, you guys don't have to say it yet because we're not going to do our picks yet. But do you think it's going to be a MVP is going to be a quarterback or a non-quarterback? I'll say a non-quarterback. I'll give you my uh, couple of surprises names in just a moment. But I'll say non-quarterback. I'm going to go the same, too, because you you don't know what Hurts is going to do. You don't know what Mahomes is going to do. So it's kind of up in the air right now. All right. Going back to Rihanna, uh, the hair color, I guess they're saying it's going to be uh, black or brown is the favorite at minus 350. <laughs> black. <laughs> <laughs> It'll probably be a dark, uh, dark uh, color. I'm sure these other... Uh, prop bets out uh, i know i know that uh like the heineken that's all the commercials have already been like released and some uh some more, you know, on youtube and such so i guess the, uh, will there be like more heineken commercials or uh budweiser commercials <laughs> i think i've seen some uh some uh some <laughs> of that you know, right around so what do you guys think i'm gonna say budweiser because they just had four new baby colts so they want to really promote those babies <laughs> I agree, Christine. Over. <laughs> oh, yeah. over. My goodness. <laughs> okay, over. My goodness. Okay, I think I got a couple of more, couple more here. Uh, as that goes uh, out, um, let's see here. I know some. I've heard. I've seen some of the wackier ones here as well. So I'm going to try to uh, get that up real quick before we do our picks and such. So. Uh, Someone okay. should have a bet to see how many times Donna Kelsey's going to be on TV. Is that an oh, option? Yeah, yeah that I'm, sure be, yeah. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is going to be like, yo, I'm sure there is out there. I think the over under is like four. I think I probably saw that somewhere. It's going to be the uh, shots of uh, Donna Kelsey, of course, you know, uh, Travis and uh, Jason's uh, mother. I think I think the over under is like three or four. I think I've seen mm-hmm. in some spots, depending on where you, uh, you're you betting at. So what do you guys think? Over or under or what? I think three and a half, four, I think is uh, the number. I'm going to say long. slightly under. Slightly under. Man, I'm going to go over. I think they're really going to milk it a little bit. <laughs> And the if the if the Gatorade stuff, I think the I think uh blue is the odds, the Gatorade color. I think blue is the odds, followed by of course yellow and green. So what do you guys say is going to be the color of the Gatorade that's going to be dumped on the the coach or the, or the coordinator? That's going to give away who's uh, we think is going to win the game, but <laughs> <laughs> the color of the Gatorade. Uh, I'm trying to think what a color was last year. Was it blue? 
I don't, I forgot. I don't know. I was like, I, said, I forgot. I, I, it might, was it yellow? I think I'm trying to figure out. I forgot out. last year. I know I the Rams won it last year, but I forgot to call it the Gatorade. I forgot. I, I think it was. I it too. Yeah, me too. I thought that was yellow. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think blue. I went purple last year just for the heck of it, but I think I'm going to go blue. But I, I'll be darned if it's purple this year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> purple. Totally, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, red. Well, I mean, you know, look, red and green make purple. So, you know, why? Uh, yeah. Why hey. not? There you uh, go. Uh, You're green. <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll go with the uh, yellow. I think you got to go with the classic color. I, I, I guess. But uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the millions of viewers. I think I saw uh, the over under is like ninety three million uh, viewers for the Super Bowl total viewers for the Super Bowl. So, do you take? I think it'll be over. It'll be over just because of Rihanna. Like you, you already know a lot of people are just watching it to see Riri. Probably so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's probably uh, true about uh, that. So uh, I'm assuming that's the numbers combined with the streaming to Latina. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think no, I think this is for the TV viewers. But it, it might be combined with the streaming uh, uh, streaming as well. Yeah, because I know it's been pushed. If combining the streaming is is close to a hundred million over the last couple of years, so especially now people streaming the games as well, not just watching it on linear television. So I say over ninety three. Yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah, I think the one the last year I think you know, actually did pretty well well too. So I'm a, yeah, so I'm really interested to see what uh, happens uh, there, but. Uh, I'm trying to see uh, the show that aired. I forgot to see what show is going to be airing like after the Super Bowl. I know it's on Fox. Is it The Masked Singer? Yeah, like, I was gonna say, I think it's I'll check real quick. Yeah, this is live, it, folks. This is live, not pre-recorded, right. so your stream is going to be I think, it's, I think it's Master, either Master Chef of Gordon Ramsay, a new, a new season of that, or uh, The Masked Singer. I think it's a real. It's not. It's not a script. It's, it's a next reality. level chef and next level welcome. Okay, Dang so that. It. Oh mm -hmm. yeah, so that yeah, so that's a new show from uh, Gordon Ramsay. So uh, yeah, it. it'll. Yeah, so I'm interested to see how that that does in the ratings. I know the some some shows tend to do better than others, you know, when the uh the post Super Bowl slot. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be on Fox this year. I know that um, you know, of course, you know, Kevin Burkhardt, of course, great Olsen. I know Kevin Burkhardt has done a couple of Super Bowls on the international feed. I think he's actually done mm -hmm. pretty well there. Of course, it'll be Greg Olsen's first Super Bowl. How you guys think they're gonna do? I think they'll be fine. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. This is, look, this is Greg's time to shine, if anything, now that Tom Brady is all of a sudden on the table. So he's going to he's gonna step it up, I think. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree uh, there. Uh, so uh, let me see what else. Uh, I think that's about it for the for the really the absurd prop bets. I know uh, Sid already did the basic prop bets, but, yeah, some of the absurd <laughs> ones. Um, I think uh, – some of the other commercials, I guess, you know, which, you know, some people already kind of see is the which commercials are always going to be uh, probably the most ranked commercials. Like I said, some have already been released on YouTube and such. I know there was a, a T-Mobile one with uh, Donald Faison, Zach Braff, and I think uh, John Travolta this year, too. I know there's a Clueless one with, um, I forgot, was, I think it's one with the insurance company with, with uh, Alicia Silverstone and Alicia Dobbin from Clueless. Uh, Remaking mm -hmm. that, uh, a scene oh, from that. And uh, uh, Gronk is gonna make a field, not a field, yeah, he's gonna make a field goal for Fendangle. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. we might see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, prop, you know, like I said, Fandango, of course, uh, Draft Kings, and with Kevin Hart. I know there's another, uh, one with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, 
Yeah, so there's going to be a whole lot. You're going to be inundated with a lot of Eagles. I just want him to run on the field to see what happens. I just, <laughs> I just want that moment again. <laughs> Absolutely, that could happen if he's there. That it could happen. happen. No, that I could happen. <laughs> all right it is hilarious so uh, anything you guys want to uh, kind of want to uh sort of talk to uh, talk about before we make our pick our official pick i just hope we get a good game i i really do i, yeah. I know some people are talking about it's going to be a defensive struggle i want a good game i hope it doesn't come down to uh, uh the super bowl in back in 2018 the super bowl that no one wanted that was between new england mm -hmm. and the rams in atlanta oh, i know new england won it 13 to 3 but uh, that was one of the worst super bowls i ever watched i know when we were growing up lakina uh, we had blowouts until the mm -hmm. denver green bay one in yes. following the 97 season john elway got his first two super bowls and then we got some classics after that but yes. i hope this is a very good game on sunday especially uh, with history being made with the Kelsey brothers and two African-American quarterbacks uh, facing each other. I hope we get a great game. I know I cannot stand Philadelphia and their Philadelphia's fans, but I really do not have any hatred between these teams. So I'm really hoping for a good game. Christy, what do you think? Same. Yeah, same here. I mean, gosh, I remember watching, I just moved out to South Dakota during that game and Lord, was that Rams Patriots game so bad? I mean, my oh. gosh! Like I, <laughs> it was it was just awful. I mean, great for Tom Brady, obviously, but it was just overall awful. You know, just to see that beat down. So yeah, I'm hoping for at least a little bit of competition on the field. Yeah, yeah, the Rams could have won won that one, but Brandon yes, Cooks dropped two touchdowns, so. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like in like right there in that mindset. Too. I hope we get a good one. I hope it comes down to the wire, you know, last, you know, team with the ball wins. It comes down to a touchdown or a field goal and such. So, yeah, I'm hoping for a really good game because I was telling my petition yesterday that she, was, she wants to make a couple of pets. So that's why we're doing some of this. Uh, Oh yeah, oh yeah, she's oh yeah, she's right there. She's on it too. So yeah, uh, of course it's all for entertainment purposes only. This is only for you know like a little tips here. So uh, you know, don't take them at face value when we do our picks here in a, in a minute or two. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping for a good one. So let's you know, let's do our picks. I'm gonna uh, just get mine out of the way. I'm gonna say the Eagles. I've been saying it all week to various friends and uh, other uh, folks. So I think this is you know Jalen Hurst's time to shine. Because remember, he was benching that uh, college football play, uh, playoff championship game too for two with with Tua. So we talked about it with uh, Randy Crosscourt, two three time Super Bowl champion. You know, you can check that 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 out on uh, YouTube from uh, Monday's show, and uh, of course on Facebook. But yeah, I think this is a time to shine. I think I'll go with the safe bet and, and pick him as MVP. Although I think the defense will uh, be right there. I think Hassan Reddick. I think we'll, we'll definitely have a big case as well. I'm going with the Eagles too. I'm my I'm cheering for the Chiefs just because they're kind of the the favorite team around here in South Dakota. But I I know uh -huh. I think it's going to be the Eagles. They've just been more consistent throughout the season, and you know the the Chiefs just got this second wind. So we'll see who can who can handle it. I'm going Kansas City 25, Philadelphia 33. AJ Brown or Miles Sanders will be your MVP. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that too. I mean, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I think I'm just hoping for a great game. I think we all, just, we all want. So, and that is our Super Bowl picks and prop bets and such. Of course, you know, maybe right there for you. Of course, our buddy Lamont. Oh, he's got a pretty high scoring game. 31-28. So that, that, nice. look, that could happen. Almost, my, almost like my score. So yeah. Yeah. We'll, 
We'll see what happens. It'll be look. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. So yeah. So uh, you know, this is Sexy Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina McGee, Sydney Brown, and uh, Kicks RBs. Christine Medica joining us as usual. Yes, I know we have a few minutes left, Lakina, but I want to get Christine's. Uh, I want to give her a survey um, that was released by the Athletic over the weekend regarding the Chicago White Sox. I won't. Ah. Go, go, I won't go through all of them, but I'll go through some of them. So it's it's a multiple choice. Um, questionnaire uh, christine so you answer it and we'll give you the results that the fans said this is from the white Sox writer james Fee of the athletic you ready sure hold on a second before that happy birthday to liam Hendricks. it's his birthday oh today. yeah it is, yes it is. yes happy, happy birthday to him and hopefully his treatment's going well yeah let's yes go. yes we're here for you leo yes amen to that all right, Christine, this is um, the questionnaire that White Sox writer James Figgett um, did with the White Sox fans last weekend over at The Athletic. Please subscribe to The Athletic. They have great sports content over there. And yes. so uh, check it out. All right, so here's some of the questions that I'll ask Christine. I will give the top answer that the fans voted. What's your opinion of team chairman Jerry Reinsdorf? He's doing great. <laughs> I'm satisfied. I'm not satisfied. Or I want change. That's a well. If we're going on the last couple of years, I, I'd say I'm satisfied. You know, I'm not totally thrilled, but <laughs> I mean, I'm satisfied for the most part. Because let's think about it this way: 2020, they weren't supposed to be in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden they got in the playoffs. And look, the last couple of seasons have been kind of disappointing, I'd say. Um, but. It, it shows with the moves that they've made in the offseason, whether it was this year or the year before that, shows that they're willing to compete and they and they want to win. So I'm satisfied, but, you know, I'm not too thrilled about what could happen going forward. Okay, 72.3% of the fans said they want, they want change. And your answer is that, that you said I'm satisfied. 4.8% of fans said they're yes! satisfied. Hey, yeah. oh, that's oh, that's mm -hmm. pretty. That's brutal. Yeah. My goodness. Come on, it's not that bad. It's not like you know, after 2005, where they just kind of tanked for a couple of years. <laughs> uh, which, yeah, which of which of the areas needs the most improvement? Team budget, team culture, or fan experience? I think they do a great job on fan experience, so that's definitely mm -hmm. a no. I think. The budget, definitely the budget. And here, here's why I say that, because they could have had Manny Machado a couple of years ago. I think that's who they were trying to get a couple of years mm -hmm. ago. And Kenny Williams, he, he doesn't normally do interviews, but he actually did during spring training for, for that one. And they once it came out a couple of weeks later, they actually did give out a good offer, but it wasn't high enough and they weren't willing to go that extra mile to get a guy like Manny Machado. So I would say the budgets. And that's what most 85% of the fans voted on that post said they need to improve on the team budget. What's your opinion of general manager Rick Hahn's job performance? He's doing great. I'm satisfied. I'm not satisfied. I want change. I, again, I'm going to go with the whole satisfied. I'm not totally thrilled because they had, you know, um, the Johnny Cash sound alike guy, Tony. They, they had... <laughs> Johnny Cash sound alike. That's, that's that, was, that was the first thing that my grandpa told me. He's like, gee, he sounds a whole heck of a lot like Johnny Cash. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I don't think that was the best hire out there, 
Uh, but we've moved on from that. So again, I'm I'm satisfied, but I'm not entirely thrilled with all the decisions that he's made. Yeah. But remember, Rick Hahn didn't hire Tony LaRusso. You know, that was Jerry Reinstar's call. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But he, you know, Rick decided to go with it without putting up a fight. So it takes takes two for that one, I think. Good point. Yeah, your answer, Christine, you're satisfied with Rick Hahn's job performance. 13.2 of the fans uh, uh, voted for that answer. But most of the fans, 54% of them said that they're not satisfied with, with the GM, especially after what happened last year, missing the playoffs at 81 in 81. What is the greatest weakness of the current team? Depth, injury frequency, team defense, lack of power, all the above or other? I'm going to go other and say the other for me is leadership. And I say that because I would say that because Jose Abreu was a huge part of that roster, a huge part of that team. And the fact that they let him get away and, and go to the Astros, I mean, good for Jose for going on to, to his next chapter in his career. But it would have been great if he would have ended up like one of those lifelong White Sox players that just spent their entire career with the team. So I definitely think leadership Okay. Other category. Okay. Other received 6.6% of the vote. Most of the fans voted depth. And you know, that's the backups of the roster. That's 38.3%. Okay. What's your, uh, just a couple of questions here. I know we're about to close yeah. up shop. Uh, what are your expectations this season for the White Sox? World Series or else? Winning the playoff series? In the race until the end? Slash cracking the playoffs? More mediocrity or uh, selling at the trade deadline, which means they're going to be, do you expect them to be bad? Yeah. So I, I at least want to get them past the first round of playoffs. So if there's a category for that, I, I'm all for it. Because they do great <laughs> That's what in the playoff series. <laughs> well, yeah. So I would say okay. at least get through the playoffs because they didn't even have a chance when they faced the Astros. It was painful to watch. When in the playoff series received 16.8% of the vote, most of the fans think there's going to be more mediocrity this season. 46.8% of the fans voted there. Uh, a couple more questions here. Uh, what did you think of the Pedro Grafal hire? Of course, he's a new White Sox manager for those who've been sleeping on the job. <laughs> I am optimistic that he's the right choice. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm skeptical, or I was hoping for someone else. So if this was a you were if you were asking me with Tony, I'd say the last two for sure. I'm opti I'm I'm skeptical, and this is not a good hire. Should have picked someone else. <laughs> I am very optimistic with him. I think he's a breath of fresh air. He's only in his fifties. He relates to the guy to the guys on a different level. He he speaks fluent Spanish and Tony couldn't get that message across to some of those players on the team. And I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we've had a, well, maybe it was Ventura, but I don't think we've had someone get to that level of, you know, communicating with them in a different language. Maybe I'm wrong. Right. I don't well, know. Well, Ozzy, Ozzy. Ozzy. I think Ozzy was probably before, the last guy. After Ozzy. Before, before yeah, before Ozzy. Yeah, yeah, so after after Ozzy, I don't think there's has been anybody on the team like that in a while. So I think it's going to bring a different amount of energy to the to the clubhouse. 
So you said you're a very optimistic, correct? I'm Christian? very optimistic, yeah. Okay, I'm optimistic that he's the right choice. It's 21.1% of the fans voted there, but most of the fans, 62.2% of them said they're cautiously optimistic. And let's see if I can find one more question before we close our shop. I think you're going to like this question. Which one of these young White Sox players will have the best career? Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn, Dylan Cease, Michael Kopech, Gavin Sheets, Garrett Cochet, Davis Martin, or other? I think you already know my answer to this one. I, I, <laughs> I preached about it all year last season, and people thought I was crazy that he was going to be a great pitcher, but look where he is now. <laughs> yeah, she says Dylan Cease, and 54% advance yeah. voted for Dylan Cease. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, I know we're running no time, but I promise this is the last question. Who is your favorite current White Sox player? Tim Anderson, Dylan Cease, Luis Robert, Liam Hendricks, Eloy Jimenez, Andrew Vaughn, Lance Lynn, Johan Makata, Lucas Giolito, Michael Kopech, or other? It's definitely Liam Hendricks. He just brings a, a different <laughs> energy. He's he's a great team player. He's a great closer. I, I said this when we first heard the news about him. I still think he is one of the best closing pitchers since Bobby Jenks. We have not had anybody like him in a long time, and he just brings a different energy to the field. I mean, come on. The guy gets his own light show when he comes out to the mound. How cool is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Liam Hinchers got 12.3% of the vote. Uh, it was a close vote between Tim Anderson and Dylan Cease, but Tim Anderson got 26% of the vote, followed by Dylan Cease, 22.6% of the vote all right so those are the questions i wanted to ask you christine for those of you that subscribe to the athletic just go to theathletic.com find the white Sox content james speaking uh what is the writer for the white Sox over there uh, in this this fans based survey that he did last week is the results are posted up uh in his college so go check it out there all right so you know going back to a little nba for a second here apparently i guess this is according to uh, chris hayes from tnt uh he's reporting that uh i guess russell westbrook is expecting to uh decide between the bulls and the heat if you go by what he is saying uh no clippers well no that, that's what yeah, well, no, no, he's been traded to Utah, but he's gonna get bought out at Utah. That's, that's the expectation, so that's why. Oh. Him, yeah, so you know, yeah, hits you know the Heat and you know, the Bulls, and of course, you know, uh, he coached for uh, you know Billy Donovan coached for a couple of years before he uh, left. So OKC, I should say. So a uh, couple other names, I think the the Bulls could probably use on the trade market. I saw uh, Serge Ibaka being floated around there. Maybe a Danny Green, perhaps uh, John Wall. So yeah, some of the names that the other Bulls probably could. Well, I know Pat Bev's name, but I, I doubt it's gonna. You know, the Bulls already. Uh, That's what it should be, but it's not going. The Bulls are not going to get them. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you would think that would be a perfect fit since he's from here, but you know, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, of course, they could probably have to move some guys around and such. They may have to release some guys and perhaps maybe uh, send uh, one guys, uh, some of the guys over to the Winnie City Bulls, the G League team. So, what are you guys saying, real quick, about that? I mean, first of all, I am probably one of the many people who were livid when they heard that Kyrie requested a trade from the Nets after. All the garbage that organization went through with him. I mean, talk about ungrateful and just selfish. That I, 
I almost threw up when I heard that. Like, wow. <laughs> I know you rolled your eyes last week when we broke the news. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, it I mean, just disgusting. Like, I I can't I, I can't even believe it. If I were if I was a Nets owner, I'd be screaming and kicking and throwing computers everywhere. Seriously. <laughs> She must have been listening to the fan all week, uh, uh, Lakina, or 98.7 ESPN NYC. I mean, seriously, because if I was an owner, I'd be like, after all the the S that I put up with you, just to to keep you, I could have gotten rid of you months ago. And now you want to (laughs) trade? Oh, my gosh. What was your question before I went off on a tangent? No, no, no. Uh, just, just so that uh, if any of those buyout guys the Bulls should go after, uh, do you want? Do you guys want Westbrook? You know, Danny Green. You know, Pat Bev. You know, John Wall. So the other names are probably gonna be out there in the buyout market. It's it's so tough because Westbrook is gonna be thirty five. He's thirty four right now. Something like that. He mm-hmm. he's getting up there mm-hmm. and. The Bulls, unfortunately, have a history of getting, you know, players past their prime. I'll say it like that. Um, and I'm I'm shocked that they didn't try to do anything before the trade deadline just because there were a lot of rumors. There was a lot of theories that DeMar De- or DeRosa would have been the one to go because he's at the top of his game. He's had a great season and his value is pretty high right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm more shocked about them not really doing anything. Why that reason is, I don't know. Sounds like that could be a Jerry problem too. He's got he's juggling too many teams, so <laughs> I I don't know. But, but I I guess it, I guess Danny Green. If I were to pick anybody who still has a little bit more game in left, I I go probably Danny Green. He is a shooter, Lakina, but uh, how much he's going to play if the Bulls uh, sign him, uh, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. But real quick, I know we got to close up shop. Lakina, I don't know if you caught AK's uh, press conference yesterday before the game I against saw, Brooklyn. I, heard, I saw, yeah, yeah, I, saw yeah, I, I know we didn't talk about this at the top of the top of the show, but him and the uh, who, uh, whoever runs to Isai Ujiri, they, they both uh, uh, said that since Kevin Durant was traded to Phoenix the other day, they felt like the East was open, so both of them, uh, both those franchises, felt like they need to make, did not need need to make a move. I say, uh, you expect others to do your work for you. you uh, you're playing yourself. Phoenix That's all I need to hear right there. Miami Heat. That's what's happening. Phoenix is now the Miami Heat of the LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade era. They're stacked. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, we'll see. We probably won't see a Katie again, you know, in a Phoenix uniform until after the All-Star break, very likely. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, you know, I'm sure I'm sure he and Book and, and CP3 will get along pretty well. I don't think that will be a problem. But I know Monty Williams is a great coach. You know, he's, he's proven that he can handle, you know, guys, you know, stars and such. So could this be, you know, could they end up win the West? We'll see. I mean, they're right, still right there in the top five of everything you know, they've been through, you know, with Book being out all those months. So. It'll be interesting, but look, as for the Bulls, I think they'll try to get somebody from the buyout market, whether it's Westbrook or Bev or Danny Green or John Wall. I think they'll get somebody. Will it satisfy Bulls fans? Probably not, but I, I think look, I think Nothing the East. Yeah, I mean, look, it'll be easier with the Bucks and the Celtics. You know, other than in the Sixers, two other than those three, I think the East is pretty much wide open. Remember, the, the Cavs are really Jordan. doing. 
Yeah, and the Cavs didn't do anything either. People forget. So, you know, they mm-hmm. I think they needed another shoot. You know, that might come back to Biden the butt. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, on that note, you follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's going on the IG. You can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you on social media? They can follow me at cmanica underscore kxrb. All right. Of course, you can watch this show anytime you want on, of course, on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page, on the YouTube page as well. You can also check us out, uh, the audio version on War Media. It's right there for you, wherever you get your podcasts and such. Listen to it all weekend, especially before the big game on Sunday. Uh, I would highly recommend that. <laughs> yeah, especially Monday show. It's up right now with our uh, buddy Randy Cross. We're trying to Super Bowl. That too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great insight too. So yeah. So if you haven't watched, uh, if you haven't listened to uh, uh, Monday show, you know, do that. Of course, you can watch it on YouTube as well. And of course, you can also uh, watch Sports on Chicago on Roku uh, TV. Roku TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, you know, if you got a Roku TV app on your t- on your smart TV, or you had the uh, the stick. You know, you know, just you know, precise sports on Chicago right there on Roku on the Roku app. You know, on your phone, you know, your your tablet, your PC, your Chromebook, whatever device you got, it's all right there uh, for you. Our show, Shauna, Shauna Maya, was up because I know, uh, you know, the Smoke Fellas. I know they're gonna have a great uh, show coming up this weekend. You know, previewing the big game as Sid mm-hmm. would say. So enjoy all the the Super Bowl, you know, fun and pomp and circumstances, such all the twelve hour pregame shows. Don't do these stupid extra Super Bowl parties, please. <laughs> yes, you know, don't overindulge and don't, you know, over, you know, serve yourself. I don't know why you just don't put on uh, presents, you know, the Sunday before President Day. That way most folks would have been off, but that's a whole different topic. So enjoy the <laughs> also the college hoops and the NBA and the other uh, soccer. And I think there's a golf tournament going on as well. So it's all, you know, right there for you right before the Super Bowl, too. So get all that over with, you know, for Sid and Christine, I'm the Kansas Miss Second City Sports on SportsZone Chicago. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Love, peace, and hair grease. Fly, Eagles, fly, I guess. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>